Hey, Bill Senyard here with Gospel Rant, uh, also with gospel-app.com. The next series of rants are going to deal with the ugly face of shame that has penetrated our society and our culture. I mean, you can't see it. It hides. It's very personal to me. I am shame prone. It affects my uh, identity and relationships every day a little. Uh, It's something that I struggle with. So specifically, we're going to try to uncover the presence of shame in those films nominated for Best Picture in 2019 at the upcoming Academy Awards. And sadly, I believe that we in the United States have shifted from largely a guilt-based culture in the 60s, 70s, and 80s to now a shamed-based one. It's reflected in our politics of destruction. I mean, just look at Washington. The, the interactions are just downright mean and vicious. That's a sign of shame. It affects our struggles with relationships, sexuality, race, justice reform, and, and of course, our entertainment. The thing that makes dealing with shame so hard, like I said, is that it hides. No one wants to admit that they have been shamed or that they are acting ashamed. I don't. But if we can honestly look at it, uh, we have a shot at beating it. If we can't, we lose. Shame is like a virus. Uh, And if left in the dark, it destroys our very humanity, uh, our happiness, all races, all sexualities. So today we're going to look at the film, The Favorite. But first, let me give you a definition of shame, a quote from The Culture of Shame by Andrew Morrison. Here's what he writes. It's not the feeling of shame itself which we attempt to conceal, but the underlying perception of unworthiness that's, that's generating the shame. What is hidden in shame usually is not unknown, as is often the case with anxiety or depression. In shame, it is what we are already aware of that causes the greatest distress. There is a sense, a conviction, a belief about the self that we find intolerable and that we try to manage by turning away in one way or another. Indeed, most of us go to great lengths to conceal attributes that cause shame. No other emotion induces concealment as consistently as does shame. Often we use other feelings to ward off our shame, or we create secrets, or we wear a mantle of haughty superiority, or we may even wear our shame like a badge of identity. We may disavow our shame by putting on emotional blinders, or we may flat out deny that we are bothered. Yet no matter what means we use to dilute or eradicate the shame, the feeling burns within us. Uh, that's Morrison. Well, uh, the favorite, the movie, is a Golden Corral buffet of shame. Here's a snippet description from IMDb. In early 18th century England, a frail Queen Anne occupies the throne and her close friend, Lady Sarah, governs the country in her stead. When a new servant, Abigail, arrives, her charm endears her to Sarah. Man, shame is everywhere in this film. It's depressing in so many ways. By the way, uh, you know, the film has got some great acting. Uh, I think, it, like I said, it's, it's just so hard to watch. Queen Anne, Olivia Coleman is up for Best Actress. She does an amazing job as the Queen, but she is hardly regal or confident. So here's some two, two telling quotes from her. They, and she's speaking of her subjects in Parliament, were all staring, weren't they? I can tell, even if I don't see. And I heard the word fat, fat, and ugly. Here's another quote. Everyone leaves me. And she's saying that as she's shoving a huge portion of blue cheese uh, into her mouth, which she knows is going to cause her great pain as it disrupts her digestive tract. I mean, her best friends, the ones who stay with her the longest, are her rabbits. It's really 
depressing, and Olivia does a great job playing the character. So the queen has a wide range of self-despising issues. I mean, fears that people don't like her or respect her, and she's the queen, right? She has a fear of failing, of not living up to expectations. Uh, not only a fear, she feels like she has. She's afraid of being alone. She's definitely afraid of being abandoned and expects people to abandon her. She fakes a faint uh, when challenged in Parliament. I mean, just hits the ground because... You know, she's ashamed. Pity is better than failure. How do ashamed people deal with such inner turmoil and and uh, self-despising? Well, one strategy is to surround yourself with people who will lie to you, who will tell you what you need to hear to cover up the, the pain, the disease of the shame. But those people, I mean, if they're the wrong people, are going to profit from the co-conspiratorial relationship. So you tell me I'm not as broken or as ugly or as fat uh, as I feel right now, and I'm, I'll... I'll give you some payment in return. I'll give you wealth, power, name. It's like ticks on a dog. It's just really hard to watch. It, it, for the shamed person, I think there's something in their brain that makes them do that. It's survival. So enter Abigail, Emma Stone, who's up for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, she's also, by the way, a shamed individual. She's carrying great shame herself uh, that leads her to the court. Her family had fallen from, from royalty. Uh, she fell from being royal to, to just a regular person. And so something inside her head that she's going to do anything to be respected again, to be powerful again, to become a lady again, even if it means not acting ladylike. Anything. Shamed people can be the hardest on other people. Shamed people shame other people. And again, Abigail is struggling in her brain for survival. That's the idea. This is not just something she can turn off. She's desperate, and she'll do just about anything. Look, in one way, favorite is a grad study of shame and how shame murders and diminishes individuals' relationships. And by the way, even the nation of England does not come across very very well in this film. It's just no solution for shame in the film. Like I said, it's a grad study of what it is, not how you can get rid of it, and that's too bad. But uh, it's a film that a lot of people can relate to because we all struggle with shame. So I give it an 8 on the 1 to 10 shame meter. And by the way, I think I could have gone higher, but I'm going to give it an 8. We Christians have an opportunity here. We should learn how to preach the gospel to our shame. Ours first. I mean, it's time to be uh, vicious as we inspect our, our brains and hearts, but, but also learn how to preach the good news of Jesus Christ to, to others second. If you want to know how, check out www.takeheartyz.com or www.gospel-app.com to find out ways to do that. It's perfect love, experience, not just believe, not just a statement of belief, but it's experience perfect love that can cast out fear, First uh, John. And shame is at its core, fear. My thoughts on that, Oscar? Look, I think Olivia Coleman is going to give Glenn Close a run for her money as best actress. We'll see uh, if she makes it. All right, next Gospel Rant, we'll look at The Green Book. See you then. Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Becca Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.